a most irretrievable, scurvy retard. Hello everyone, this is Grayson Hertzog. And Little Girl. Fantastic Horror Film Festival, day three. And our special guest is Russell McGaffin. Russell, how are you? I'm, I'm doing well, how about yourself? Great, you are a producer of some a film here at the festival this year. And you're also a comedian at one time? Uh, yes, I, I did some stand-up early 2000s, yeah. Talk, talk to us about the, the comedy bit. Yeah, how'd you like it, what'd you do? And... I did a lot of stuff about uh, family. I had kind of a unique, I guess, not really a unique situation, but my my uh, the mother of my kids was black, so I had a lot of jokes about lotion and how important it was and things like that. It was it was it was fun. It was down a lot of stuff in L.A. I liked. It was it was it was a fun uh, it was fun while I did it. Yeah, for sure. So is that what it is? Right. I would go into producing and then uh, uh, either. As executive or other other production things, I, I, like where I built props and things like okay, that, yeah. or or I, I invested in it, and uh, and then whoever was actually doing the movie was kind enough to uh, give me a part in it. Okay. You know, so it was just kind of I kind of walked into it. The comedy really helped me I do the, the the acting because it just helps you to kind of be whoever you're supposed to be. Yeah, and knowing that you're already getting a taste of behind the scenes already. You know, and you learn from that, and then, right, some filmmakers would, hey, you know, since you helped me do this, I'll give you this, or here's a small part. We've seen how funny you are. That's very similar to what my case was. I mean, being a reviewer, they hear the voice all the time, which it led to voiceover work or narration right. for movies and stuff. And then, of course, it led to the acting role, which my very first one, believe it or not, I went to Long Island, New York as a bartender for a film. Oh, wow. And... To be able to just travel that and do it, it, it was a, a good experience. Then once you start that first time, then it's like you get hungry for more. Yeah. Then when I had my second part, which the movie hopefully will be released by the end of this year. Oh. I played a Dr. Vandenberg. It's, it's been like seven years now since we made it. But <laughs> yeah. doing that part, I felt more like an actor, you know, at, at that point. Because bigger lines... Um, bigger story you know mm -hmm. and I was really excited about that then of course it led to the Hillbilly Horror Show which a lot of people now know it's online and stuff but right. getting that first taste you know what, what made it take seven years was it, it the editing that was delayed yeah that's what yeah that happened so yeah. I talked to him I think it was 
uh, last this past April, I had to do some more lines, some more voiceover work for the phone, you know, in the phone to the police officer. Mm-hmm. So it is coming. So I'm hoping that it can be here at the festival next year. But who knows? Awesome. But I, I'm not going to talk about myself. I'm just trying to use our experiences together. Oh, yeah. How how you end up in the in the business? Right. You are here. Um, yes. What other films have you produced that had any had success in the? Well, um, I I think a lot of my early stuff right now, which is two other movies, um, are not um, the one we produced, the Dropa in mm-hmm. Houston that was done there. I just helped out. Uh, it was I, I knew the guy that was producing the movie, so I was just kind of helping out on the set, and uh, that one had a really good premiere. But I'm not sure where it is just yet i don't know if they've actually gone into full-on promotion they showed it for the the uh the cast and crew okay yeah and then well, that's, uh, that's rarity right yeah <laughs> so so we had that just a special showing for us and then they're supposed to go back out and then promote it and then uh the other one that i worked on was the first one which was 4-1 liberation front oh, okay and uh uh it was uh, it was basically a movie about hillbilly terrorists. Really, um, they got a, they got a hold of a, a atom or a, a tomahawk missile somehow, and uh, it's really it, it's really funny. We shot it with a bunch of uh, comedians and actors that okay. were up in Bakersfield, actually. Okay, and that's that's where we shot a lot of it. So there's some desert scenes, some cool stuff, and I actually helped get the location from. I have a day job. And so I asked the boss, can we use the conference room? Because we had a big FBI meeting we had to have. Right. And so we, we used it we, we used it there. So that was um, that one was a lot of fun. It was it was funny. Um, but there, there's a, I think there's a lot of films that are produced that I think there's a lot of talent in producing the films and the actors and the writers, but mm-hmm. when it comes to actually promoting it, that's you're you're competing against a lot of uh, people. So sometimes it's you know, to get that momentum going is kind of hard, you know? Yeah. I mean, compared to, believe it or not, compared to nine years ago, we still had, you know, Facebook and, and, but the key thing now is to find reviewers that would review the film right. or even post to, about the film. And then also, it's also up to the actors, really, and right. the producers and right. the director to promote the film as well. Right. So if you get a good following, you get Instagram, you got right. all kinds of stuff. But you know, sometimes some things doesn't doesn't really succeed in, in right. advertising. It's it's a hit or miss, really. Right. I mean, right. I know a lot of people who like podcasters who uh, do video YouTube reviews. Right. I don't see how successful that is because I I think it could help if you already have a follower. Right. Yeah. It, it's in order to start that, it's almost impossible unless you actually have the the real likes and not the bought likes now a lot right. of people will pay for these likes and oh my god i have thousand likes but then after a while what they don't understand yeah. is after a while they drop off so the right. money you spent is is worthless right a like is one thing but actually getting somebody to download Sitting it off them. amazon is another exactly you know? and that's we and we have it on amazon and uh you know and even at the beginning of the movie when we were trying because the movie has, as the theme, is abortion, but it doesn't really take a side. And so, you're talking about which one? The Machine Gun Baby. There you go. That's right. So Machine Gun Baby is...
Heather decided to wait until the last minute for her abortion. Good thing for her, Dr. Spurlock didn't care if she was practically in her fourth trimester. He would perform the procedure if the money was right. Who knew that would be the biggest mistake either of them would ever make. baby is, is more or less the hero in this thing. So when we were trying to get people like like Ricky, uh, Ricky Bird. He, the director. Yeah. Yes, the director. And he, so he has a, a big network of people that he talks to that have a lot of talent. He, and he, he called them and he said, okay, here's the project, here's what I want. And then they would hear what the, that the movie had an abortion theme and then they were kind of going, well, I don't know. And then and, and Ricky's very convincing. He's a very convincing guy. So I go, okay. They'll go, okay, I'll do it, but don't put my name on it, you know? And then, and then after they did it, though, then they go, yeah, put my name on it. Because then they saw what it actually right. was. It wasn't... Because everybody makes an assumption about it. Right. So, but then everybody that worked on it was like, yeah, put my name on it. That's fine, you know? Well, and it was, it was good, you and know? They also have to realize bad press is good press. Right. You know, and... Yeah. I know a lot of, like us actors, we have to be careful of what we post on our Facebook, you know. Mm -hmm. Many times I've gotten attacked by other people, and you can't, it's, it's all your might not to fire back, but you cannot. Right. You cannot lower yourself, because it, it makes right. you look, like Antonio Brown, look what he does now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's nonstop going, and he did it again the other day. It just, it just hurt him. He'll never right. be in the NFL again. Never. Right. Well, he's probably hoping to get a gig like uh, Kaepernick, you know. Yeah, well, I ain't going to have it. Well, and... Like you, like what you're saying too is is it would really to be one thing was like when what you were saying about that like some people gave us some feedback on Amazon and they were they were attacking the movie but they were kind of attacking it from a technical aspect like they were another filmmaker so I just said and, and all I did is I go hey thanks for the feedback I appreciate it we're gonna think about that and you know and that that's all I did because the thing is is even good or bad feedback, we want people talking to us and talking about the movie. Right. You know? Right. And if we could, and if I could figure out how to outrage market this, that would be the, the, the perfect, like, basically, you have two sides to abortion, right? Yep. People that are for it, people that are against it, right? Right. So if you could go to each group and tell them that the other group doesn't want us to show the movie, I was hoping that maybe you could just outrage market it, like, well, I'll buy, you know, 
get the Chick-fil-A effect, you <laughs> yeah, know, like yeah. that, you know, like, like everybody, all of a sudden everybody got mad at Chick-fil-A and all the people that liked Chick-fil-A that disagreed with them, oh, now yeah. Chick-fil-A, it, it doubled their business. Oh, we heard it that It doubled before. their business. And so the thing is, like, outrage marketing, if you could do it, because I don't want to eliminate any of the audience, really. Right. I want, because it, it, it's a... It doesn't take any sides. But the sad thing about, about like, the IMDb reviews and stuff, you know, when they write stuff in there or whatever, uh-huh. it's, is it really an honest review? I mean, a lot of it is everybody, I always say, everybody wants to be the Howard Stern of the review business. Oh, right, right. To be yeah. outrageous, to say stupid stuff. Or it yeah. could be somebody who... Uh, audition for a part for that movie and didn't get it. They're gonna go in there and put fake right. names and trash it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could. I mean, I can so. see that. Yeah. And and the thing is too is is even okay if you go in as an actor on a on a project and you, you look at the script, and you go, oh, the script's pretty good, and and you liked it, and you like the part that you have, and you know what you're gonna bring to it. But then you get there, and then it's not really produced right. It's completely opposite. Right. Of what you think. And and then so. You kind of get caught in that trap too, because you agree to do the movie, you do your best, but every there's so many moving parts that can make it not what you expected, and so then it goes, then it gets put out there, and then everybody. So that's why I think everybody gets kind of they get scared or nervous about what projects they want to work on and things like that. And I I just think in in a case like this, you just need to do as many projects as you can. And yeah. just let it fly. Just you know, keep moving on. Yeah, it's like I mean, Bruce Campbell. You know, I mean that guy. He, if he's getting paid and it's SAG, he's he'll and he likes it. He'll do it. Eric you know? Roberts, Bruce Davison. These guys are doing right. movies all the time. Even if it's for five minutes, they do it. Mm-hmm. You know, a little. I mean, I know we we, we missed the premiere. Well, not the premiere, but we missed it here today. I had to go take care of some errands, but we will be definitely checking it out when we get back east. Um, you've been talking about it, and I want to, I want to see it just for my own self, and then we'll do a review on it. When we get home, but little Gru, um, you got anything to that you want to talk to him about or anything? No. Wow. He's gonna be he's gonna be absent he's, from this interview. He's gonna be. You're quite the interviewer, little Gru. <laughs> he's learning. Yeah, I know. He's new. It, it takes a while. Right. You get a rhythm of what he has going to learn on, on how how I bite. Basically, I'm throwing you a bone and, and you take it and run. That's how it works. Right. Open ended questions. Yeah. yeah, that's what you want. But yeah, I I mean, it was it was a fun project, and I. Uh, and everybody at Hectic is just so, like, they're like, to me, they're like, well, I was in the Marines, so they're like Marines to me. Because they go in there and they go, okay, this is how we're going to attack this. They go in there with a plan, and then some stuff goes wrong, and then they go in there, and then Ricky just starts improv and he gets his other guys working on it. I mean, some of the stuff the, I see these guys do, like, you, well, you didn't see it. <laughs> but the quality, I mean, it's a grindhouse type movie but the quality uh what ricky brings to it as far as like even the audio like a lot of times you go to these these independent movies the writing's great the video's good and then like if the audio is messed up it's hard yeah to pay attention yeah. to and people you know and and ricky pays attention to all the detail and one i'm sure films that really we watched thing. yesterday did that it's like bugging the shit. i mean i like i said i don't harp on a review about the audio but no no when yeah. you're into something like that it bugs the shit because it sounds really weird speaking of ricky bird um he had a film that was in a festival here for, uh, also naked zombie girl Make now, a zombie girl. I reviewed that years ago, and Lil Gru has not seen it, but obviously he was a little bit younger then. But that was a fantastic movie. That It's a little gem that shot so well 
you would think it's a big budget film. You know, if you have the skills, trust me, you learn from each film that you make. Yes, yeah. It takes time, patience, love, and talent. Yep. That's what it boils down to. But Ricky Bird, I, I've yet to meet him yet. I mean, yeah. about, it's my third year here and I haven't seen him yet. But one of these days we'll meet up. But, um, he, yeah. yeah. He takes, his thing is, is, is that, that's why it's so impressive is he takes whatever he has and he makes it work. And he's very creative with that, and and even just some of the lighting things he did with with uh, Naked Zombie Girl, it was was so creative. Uh, I mean, I would have to have him explain it, but yeah, he he had battery operated like LED lights. He had places, yeah, so he could get the lighting exactly right because it was such a dark movie. Yeah. you know what I mean. But you could see everything, but it was still dark. I mean, he really. He's just a creative guy. He does really well, and he's always he's working right now. That's why he's not here. Okay, you know, I mean, he's always he's always working. He's always making some kind of movie. You know, it takes love and drive to do what you've got to do. I mean, you have to have that drive. If you don't have that drive, then you're just going to sit by and let everyone walk past you. Right. You know, what I mean, some right. of these filmmakers in the past that I've gotten that I've done, it's like they do one film and it it, it wasn't what they expected it to be, and they just called it quits. You can't. You have to fight. You need that drive and love for movie making. If you can't get the love for movie making, then you, obviously you're not going to do it. But I mean, and, and then also, you know, I wanted to mention Regions, which is the other uh, production company that that works with with uh, Hectic a lot, and uh, you know, John Blythe's with them. Yep. And uh, he's he's very he, he's very knowledgeable about cinematography. Like I'm, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like people name like these classic movies that I haven't seen. <laughs> And I go, I haven't seen that, you know, but I did see this Steven Seagal one, you know, and it's like stupid shit like that. I, I watch, but that's what makes me, like, I like watching bad. Like, I know, like, if I watch a Steven Seagal movie, it's going to be a lot of overacting and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, of course it is. But I like that. And, I, and uh, even, even like, the old 70s uh, cop shows, you know, yeah. I love the overacting. It just... It just makes me laugh, I, and I'm entertained by that. And like, I, I remember people just like, "Why are you watching that garbage?" And I'm just thinking, it's hilarious because they, somebody produced this that thought it was great. You but know you know what, what? And it was great at the time that it came out. It yeah. was great because technology has changed so much. Right. And even five years or eight years, ten years. Yeah. I love the '80s films. I love '80s cheese. I love. Oh yeah, the yeah, 80s. yeah, yeah, yeah generation like my nephew here little grew but he does like some of the 80s but they haven't watched that stuff so they like yeah they see it and it looks yeah but and that's the thing too is like i saw uh i saw footloose in the theaters mm-hmm, right in the theater and like and then me and this guy we walked out of the movie and like we both didn't want to admit like oh they just took our five bucks right you know like so we go like oh, I guess it was pretty good yeah, it I guess good. it was okay you yeah. know but there was part but it's an iconic movie yeah. it's, you know it's an and iconic any movie any remakes of that I'm not going to watch ain't going to watch I just mm-hmm. that's a classic Ghostbusters right. is the same way yeah 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 the originals and that's it yeah yeah and it, yeah all those and um the Top Gun you know, yep. which is so over the top cheesy. I, I mean, but that's what makes it great. It is. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> it's our childhood. That's why we right, grew right. up in that era. Right, right. And every yeah. time we watch our movies, it brings us back to when we we're younger. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a safe zone for us. And I want. And I watch it. Like, there's a there's a show that it's not on anymore, but it's called Grimm. Yep. 
And uh, when yep. it first started out, I was like, it was a really neat concept, right? Because they were saying, okay, this guy's a grim, and he's against all these other different fairy tale creatures, right? Yep. And then these people were all half human, half these creatures. I thought, oh, this is pretty cool, you know? And then it started, like, turning into a soap opera, yeah. right? And then they started, like, having all these really cheesy lines. And I remember this lady this lady I was going out with, she, I'm watching this movie, and I'm hate-watching it. I'm hate-watching <laughs> But I still liked it. But, like, I go, oh, I can't believe he said that shit, you know? And then I would just say stuff. And I'm talking to the TV, and she goes, why do you watch that? I go, I like it. You know, I like it. It's, it's fun, fun you know? Out, yeah. And, and, and. And that's like you said, you know, it's something. There's something about it that that you like. And you just watch it for that one thing, and then you just ignore the rest of it, you know. Well, Lil Gru watches Rainbow Bright and bitches about it. Rainbow Bright? All the way. Just kidding. I was like, I was gonna say, I don't remember that one. I remember my kids like Ninja Turtles and uh, was it Ninja Turtles and um, what was the other one? My Little Pony. Oh, I, even that's later. I have Earlier. seen uh, the Beauty and the Beast movie, yeah. the Disney movie, the cartoon. Yep, I, I probably a thousand times. I've One of my favorites, it, yeah. believe it or not, is Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid was pretty. And good. Lion King. Yeah, yeah. the first Lion King was cool. I didn't. Well, I didn't really like Beauty and the Beast, but it was just like my daughter loved it, so she would just watch it, and yeah. I would just sit there with her, and then I would have. Those songs playing in my head. I used to you know? watch Barney every week. Oh, I, I, I know it by heart. I, luckily, my kids grew up. Super duper. Barney <laughs> <laughs> always seemed like he's always seemed so pedo. You know, he's like he's just like he just you know, it's like why? I love you. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Some candy in my van with no windows. <laughs> I love you. You love. Oh my god! I'm getting started. We'll stop. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the listen. All right, Russell. <laughs> Russell, it's great to have you on. Okay. Hopefully, we can meet again someday. I mean, we're heading home on Thursday, and you're you're heading home tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes, right. back to Texas. Back to T E X A S. There's a lot of filmmaking going on there. Yes, there is. Austin, Houston. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All righty. You take care. All right, brother. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. See you.